1: Active Care is brought to you by Colonial Pen Life Insurance Company and is underwritten by Washington National Insurance Company. Visit colonialpen.com for more information. This is a limited benefit policy. This policy has limitations and exclusions. For costs and complete details of coverage, visit colonialpen.com. Someone you know has probably experienced cancer, a heart attack, or stroke. and control. Visit colonialpen.com for more information. This is a limited benefit policy. This policy has limitations and exclusions. For costs and complete details of coverage, visit colonialpen.com.
2: Good morning, good morning, and welcome to the Morning Report. My name is Willie Lawson. It is Thursday, uh, July 23rd, 2020, in the year of our Lord. I trust that you are well today. It is uh you know, I'm yeah, I'm feeling really good. I actually yeah, you know, I, I did something I, I don't ever do really. I took a day off. Um I was I was supposed to teach yesterday and the park was closed and I just took the day off and I rested and I chilled and I had breakfast, I had coffee with a good, good friend of mine and um got the day started off right and yeah, yeah. I just chilled and had um sat with my wife while, you know, while she was at lunch, because she's working from the house, and then when she was done, we sat on the porch, and we just talked for a little bit, and and I, I've been in here doing a little work, but, you know, I took, took the day off. Was, you know, it was just good. It was just good, I'm, I'm, and I'm really feeling good today. Um, I, I trust, again, you are well. You know, my suggestion is, though, I know that we are uh, working our tails off. Everybody's working their tails off. Everybody is, is is stressed over what's going on. If you're not stressed over COVID, you're stressed over Portland and 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 the and the violence that's going on in our nation and the polit- political upheaval. I, and I, you know what? Sometimes I'm going to tell you, just like this. Sometimes you just have to relax. Shh. Wait. 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 You hear that? That's what you want. Yeah, sometimes you have to do that, and that's what I, and that's what I did yesterday. I'm just going to tell you that's what I did yesterday. I took a big, long, four-hour nap in the middle of the day. Yes, I did, and I feel great. And uh, I'm so glad. Um, I'm at work today. Uh, we're back to our schedule. Uh, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. I'm, I, you know, what I'm, I'm at my uh, my part time. But it's good, it's good, it's good. Take some time off. All right, we're going to um, talk about a a a, uh, a few stories today that I think are, is interesting. And, um, of course, our friend uh, Tim Bryce is with us again today. It's Thursday, so he's with us again today. To talk about um, this whole, quote, new normal thing. And you guys know that that's a phrase that I just abhor. And you'll find out that, that Tim and I think a lot the same about the new normal. Uh, so he's he's with us today. So we we're gonna talking about uh some things that are going on, things that are being said, and um w what are we gonna do about it? You know, uh yesterday during a town hall event, Joe Biden Joe Biden called Donald Trump the first quote racist end quote president. It didn't take long for the Trump campaign and other and others very long to point out um, the absurdity and the hypocrisy of the Biden comments uh, at a um, event organized by the Secret, the excuse me, the Service Employees International Union (SEIU). Of course, now this is the this is these this union SEIU is a union of people who are <clears throat> employed by government, and I have to wonder if it's even okay for them to have a union, especially the SEIU and the power it has. The power that the SEIU has is somewhere similar to the AFL-CIO. They have that sort of arrangement. Anyway, Biden was questioned on President Trump's use of the term Wuhan virus. Yes, we are back to that. We got to stay there. And you know, why I have to, you know why they have to stay there, right? Because they ain't got nothing else. Wuhan virus. So where did the virus, as far as we know, originate from? Wuhan. And where is the province of Wuhan? Where does that happen to exist on the planet? It exists in a place called China. So um, they asked Biden, um, they, they threw him up as you know, a softball, a marshmallow. Um, why did the president use the term Wuhan virus and China virus to refer to the deadly virus that originated in it originated from, you know, I don't know, you guessed it, Wuhan, China. No sitting president has ever done this. Biden insisted. Never, never, never. No Republican president has ever done this. No Democrat president. We've had we've had racist they've existed. They've tried to get elected president. He's the first one that has. Excuse me. If we pass this, if we pass this bill, We'll have them niggers voting for us for the next 50 years. I'm Lyndon Johnson. I, re- I approve this message. What is he talking about? <clears throat> <clears throat> the deflection didn't stop there. Of course, you know, because that was that, that was an easy one. Uh, then Biden went on to accuse President Trump of attempting to divide American along, America along racial lines. The Trump campaign released a statement a short time later detailing Joe Biden's history of consorting with racist Democrats and some of the former vice president's own racist remarks. Joe Biden mentioned that if integration happened, it would turn schools into racial jungles. That's not my remark. That's him. So this, this idea that, um, this, ins- this is an insult of the intelligence of black voters and really coming from a guy who proudly befind- um, befriended segregationists, touted an award from George Wallace, honored a of, honored of former exalted Cyclops of the Ku Klux Klan, worried his kids would grow up in a racial jungle, Marveled that Barack Obama was articulate and clean. Remember that? He's clean. He speaks so well. Bragged about being from a slave state and reputedly used nigger. Okay. Wrote Trump 2020, wrote Trump 2020 um, advisor uh, Katarina Pearson in a statement Katarina's black. And we know Katarina. Uh, president Trump loves all people, works hard, empowers all Americans, and is supported by more black voters than any other Republican president and candidate in modern history. No one should take the lectures uh, on racial justice from Joe Biden. And if you have trouble deciding um, between Trump, me, and Trump, then you ain't black. What? Even Jake Tapper, the the twelve U.S. presidents who owned slaves, would like a word. <laughs> are Are you crazy? Um, Jason Johnson tweets: If I disagree, does that mean, does that mean I'm not black?
1: After my heart attack. Active Care is brought to you by Colonial Penn Life Insurance Company and is underwritten by Washington National Insurance Company. Visit colonialpen.com for more information. This is a limited benefit policy. This policy has limitations and exclusions. For costs and complete details of coverage, visit colonialpen.com. Someone you know has probably experienced cancer, a heart attack, or stroke and control. Visit colonialpen.com for more information. This is a limited benefit policy. This policy has limitations and exclusions. For costs and complete details of coverage, visit colonialpen.com.
2: It's incredible. President Trump himself went, was asked about Biden's comments at, comments at a Press briefing later in the day, the president responded by listing some of the policies of his administration, concluding that he's done more for black Americans than anybody, with the possible exception of Abraham Lincoln. Well, you know, that's hyperbole for sure. Just, just, just be honest, that's freaking hyperbole for sure. But you can say that, you could say that that, that Trump's policies <clears throat> have benefited black Americans more than any other president in recent history for sure. More than Barack Obama, yes, more than Barack Obama, more than their precious, precious Barack Obama, more than George Bush, and damn sure more than than Bill Clinton, with um, the crime bill that locked up people like crazy. Through, you know, through people, through black people in jail for m- minor nonviolent crimes because it was their third time and locked their ass up for 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 life for thirty forty years. Yeah. And on Wednesday, President Trump announced a surge in federal law enforcement offices, cities in the United States, including Chicago, where local officials have failed to protect their communities uh, from out-of-control violence. Where in Chicago, and and I mentioned this, and I I think I talked about this yesterday, Um, there's a funeral Going on funeral, somebody pulls up in a you know in a, in a black SUV and start firing on people who are attending the funeral, and people in the and people who were at the funeral they're strapped, so they start firing back. Sixteen people ended up in the hospital, a number of them in critical condition. We don't know if anybody has passed away yet. You've got to be kidding me, right? And then. Hours before that, Mayor Lori Lightfoot, who is completely a Lightfoot completely in over her head, says that she won't allow Trump's troops to come into Chicago to terrorize the citizens. Well that didn't age well because a couple hours later you had this event. So you may say, well, there were gangbangers, but you know it wasn't just gangbangers. it could have been anybody who took a stray. And I ain't talking about a stray dog. I'm talking about a stray bullet. <clears throat> a mom, a child, somebody who, who was not involved in the game ends up getting killed because violence is freaking out of control in Chicago and has been. <clears throat> it hasn't gotten one iota better with Lori Lightfoot. 50 days in Portland of all hell breaking loose. 50 days. Unacceptable, and 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 go, and going on simply because it is it, it is the mayors and the city council's way of resisting Donald Trump. They'll sacrifice their own city, black, white, native, Asian. They don't care. When you have a um, an AG in Maine that says, you know, that says, you know, this is how you build a forest with some fires. Basically, saying that, you know, if some get a burn, well, get a burn. That's how you build a forest. So, if people have to die and lives have to be not only di- disrupted but destroyed in order to get to their socialist, communist utopia, then so be it. This is what we're dealing with, people. So let me help you. If you think that just voting for Trump in in, in August and November is going to be enough, you're missing it because it's not. There are cities that need to replace their mayor. And if you can't vote them out in the next term, then you need to start recall recall petitions today city council members, mayors, hell even governors, if your state allows for it. You need to start that today. You need to start with impeachment hearings if indeed that's what your state allows as far as the governor uh, as far as the governor goes for letting what's going on in these states go on without protecting the folks in those states. This is the pushback that is so desperately needed. This is the pushback. This is, you know, if you if you're wondering what can we do, <clears throat> this is what we have to do. Now I understand the Missouri, the couple of the Missouri that freaked out and you know and, and got a pistol and you know and a rifle uh, to protect their homes because they they didn't know what the hell was going to happen. And. A lot of you on Facebook, or you know, who are who are saying "strap up, arm up." We may indeed be in that place at some point. We may, we may, no doubt. We may, we very well may be in that point, that place at some point. But if you're wondering what folks can do now, that's what we can do now. I'm just going to tell you. That's what folks can do now. We may have to strap up at some point. Yes, we might have to. I, 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 you know what? I'm, I'm not blind. I ain't blind to that. I am not blind to that at all. But what I'm telling you now is what we what we have to make sure that we continue to do But we have to make sure what we continue to do is that we continue to use the system, that whatever system that's left, folks, whatever friggin' system that's left, get rid of these mayors. Thinking about starting a, a recall petition on the mayor of the city of Tampa on her handling of, of, of her handling of the riots after the George Floyd death. Uh, on her handling of COVID, of her continually grasping for more and more authority that she does not have. I'm so glad I voted for the dead guy. I'm so, both of them freaking Democrats, you know what, at that point, but I'm so glad I voted for the dead guy. He wasn't dead at the time I voted for him, no, but he's unfortunately he's passed on now. All right. Um, mo- moving on. Moving on. Speaking of that, Rand Paul. Rand Paul is actually asking for the impeachment of Andrew Cuomo over disastrous nursing home policy. You know what he's. You know, Andrew Cuomo is trying to has been is trying to extricate himself from the most nightmarish. Hellish decisions made during this COVID nineteen time. The most Dr. Mengele decisions that were made anywhere in the country. Hell, maybe maybe anywhere in the world. So Republican um, Senator Rand Paul of Kentucky is calling for the impeachment of Governor Andrew Cuomo following the governor's catastrophic nursing home policy that mixed COVID-19 patients with vulnerable nursing home residents. Now let's think about what happened to hell, to hell with whatever Cuomo was saying. And frankly, unfortunately to hell with to hell with whatever Dr. Fauci is saying about New York's response. Their problem was a couple fold that, you know, New York has, a couple, of, uh, you know, a, a couple of, of unique situations. One of them is that they're friggin' New York, and they're a um, a channel by which a lot of people come here. Unfortunately, or fortunately, a channel by which most people come here from from around the world, including Wuhan, China. Um, so you have that working against them to start with. It's it's a huge city. And, and I mean New York New York is a huge city and then you, and then you have the rest of the state to deal with <clears throat> and so and so goes the city so goes the state right so it's it's incredibly difficult to manage understood incredibly difficult to manage so you've got to be Rudy Giuliani to manage New York City you got to be that guy you got to be the guy who cleaned it up you have to have that sort of, you know, you got to gotta roll with that, that sort of energy.
1: After my heart attack, cash from active care meant I had choices. When I had cancer, cash from active care meant I didn't need to stress so much about money. What is active care? Active care is a supplemental health insurance policy that offers protection for covered cancer, heart attack or stroke Active Care is brought to you by Colonial Pen Life Insurance Company and is underwritten by Washington National Insurance Company. Visit colonialpen.com for more information. This is a limited benefit policy. This policy has limitations and exclusions. For costs and complete details of coverage, visit colonialpen.com. Someone you know has probably experienced cancer, a heart attack, or stroke. and control. Visit colonialpen.com for more information. This is a limited benefit policy. This policy has limitations and exclusions. For costs and complete details of coverage, visit colonialpen.com.
2: But the idea that you would, fa- you, I, you already knew. That your most vulnerable population during this time were the elderly. You already knew that. It wasn't like he didn't know. He already knew. We all did. Our most vulnerable po- vulnerable population are the elderly. And where because the we figured out the first cases of deaths in the country were in nursing homes. Rand Paul says the most, I think the governor, uh, that Governor Cuomo should be impeached for the disastrous decisions he made to send patients with coronavirus back to nursing homes. Virtually half of his people who died, damn near half, good Lord, of the people who died were in nursing homes. Governor Cuomo's policy of sending coronavirus patients into nursing homes is more perplexing, given the availability of beds at the Javits Center and temporary beds at the USS Hope, that was that was in New York Harbor, to make additional rooms. Now, this and because this is what they because this is what the governor and De, de Blasio were were bitching about. We're going to run out of hospital beds. So the, uh, the Army Corps of Engineers came in and turned basically the Javits Center into a field hospital that, that they didn't use. So old people who had been in nursing homes that shouldn't be put back in the nursing homes had a place. And if hospitals were being stressed, then they could move non-coronavirus Non COVID patients to the Javis Center, or they could have moved them to the Navy ship. They could have. There was absolutely, positively, no justifiable reason to take coronavirus patients and send them back to the nursing homes they came from because you didn't want to overwhelm hospitals. There were beds. New York got more help than anybody they got more federal help than anybody, than anyone. Even as Cuomo and the president were sniping back and forth, they got more damn help than anybody. But with a fawning press, Governor Cuomo decided in all his wisdom that elderly people sick and contagious with the coronavirus should be sent instead to nursing homes instead of the places I just mentioned full of other elderly people. The policy went on for weeks, and and of course the press was probably too busy looking for bad news about hydroxychloroquine to question the deadly directive. And we're finding out hydroxychloroquine is a really good therapeutic. Despite the media's efforts to paint um, Governor Cuomo as a hero, Senator Paul said there's a lot to learn from Cuomo in terms of what not to do. We've seen surges in coronavirus in in the midst of a lockdown. New York had a lockdown and had 30,000 people die. Paul pointed out, they were locked down and still had 30,000 people die. New York had the worst death rate of any place in the world a lot with a lockdown. So perhaps a lockdown didn't do any good, and perhaps a lockdown killed our economy, but didn't do anything to stem the tide of the virus. So I see nothing to be admired in New York's lockdown. I see a mountain of people who died, particularly in nursing homes. I think it killed kill the economy, but it didn't do any good for trying to contain the virus. But when it comes to lockdowns and mandating face masks, Senator Paul believes each individual should assess their own risk when it comes to the Wuhan coronavirus. That's all we've ever said here on the Morning Report. If you want to wear, if you want to wear a mask, I ain't gonna shame you. If you don't want to wear a mask, I ain't gonna blame you. I get it. It's fine. That's our position we have been consistent in that position here on on the morning report and fight back 2020. And we're going to continue to do that. Uh, If I can pop off our personal note for a second, um, both of my, both my jobs now require me at some time in the, actually one all the time. And the other part, part time, because I teach a wind instrument. It's kind of, you can't play the clarinet with a mask on your face to in certain areas of the buildings. And, and you know, in the second job, to be masked up. When I'm actually doing my job, I don't have to. If I'm going to be playing the flute, kind of hard to play flute through a mask. And um, at you know my my, my part time gig that I'm going to tomorrow, yes, the requirement is to be masked up. So I do. Um, there is a um, EPG uh, emergency planning group. Mandate to wear masks in inside certain establishments here in my city, and I do because that's not the mountain that I'm. That's not the, the hill I'm gonna die on. No, I think it's stupid. Fortunately, I'm a homebody, so when I'm not working, I'm usually at home, and I'm I'm not wearing a mask right now talking to you, and, and I'm and I'm not going to. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm not gonna wear a mask in my front my own my own damn front yard. I'm not going to. Because all, you know, what we, what we forget is all the mandates say wear a mask if you can't social distance. So the president says yesterday, we talked about this on the show yesterday morning, um, that you wear a mask if you can't social distance. If you, can social, if you can keep away from people, then there isn't any reason to wear a mask. So you, you, you dumbstick driving around in your car with the windows up. 300 yards from everybody else wearing a mask, you are the reason why there there are instructions on a bottle of shampoo. You've got to be kidding me, right? Are you virtual signaling or are you just a dumbass? I'm going to take the second one. Speaking of dumbasses, um, what do you think? What do you think about Andrew Cuomo um, being impeached for his response to um, the Chinese, um, to to the uh, Wuhan... Coronavirus in New York. What do you think? Send us an email at wls860 at gmail.com, wls860 at gmail.com. We'd love to hear and read your responses on the show. Okie dokie. Let let's me let see here. Where are we going to go to next? Where can we go to? Where can we go to? Anthony Newley. No money need you. <laughs> the Sierra Club apologizes for, for, for perpetuating uh, white supremacy. The Sierra Club. Why is that funny? But well, the Sierra Club is full of virtue signaling white people. A progressive environmental group acknowledges acknowledge its racist history on Wednesday morning in an article titled "Pulling Down Our Monuments." Sierra Club exec, executive director Michael Brune writes the San Francisco Bay Area Environmentalist Group has caused significant and immeasurable harm over the organization's 128-year history. Well, he should just, I don't I guess stab himself in the throat, I guess. As defenders of black life pull down Confederate monuments across the country, we must also take a moment to re-examine our past and our substantial role in perpetuating rights, white supremacy. The people topp- toppling Confederate statues aren't, quote, defenders of black life. They're the vandals causing spikes in coronavirus and disease that dis- support, disproportionately kills black people, while completely ignoring the dismissing the, of the exponentially larger number of deaths due to black-on-black crime, but getting back to the white supremacy of the, coronavirus. the Club. Anyway, Bruden writes about the racism of the group's founder, Don Moore, According to Brune, Moore maintained friendships with people like uh, Harry Fairfield Osborne, a man who helped found the American Eugenics Society. Muir was also known to hold racist views regarding blacks and Native Americans. As bad as Muir was, it wasn't just him supporting white supremacy and the eugenics movement, others like Joseph LeConte, a UC Berkeley professor who expounded theories about racial superiority of white people. And David Starr Jordan, a Stanford University um, president, racist, eugenics, were early Sierra Club leaders who served on the board of directors. Now, here's the only thing good about this is, for me, is that this just says what a lot of us have been saying all along, doesn't it? The real racist. are the progressives. And they've always been. It's always been that way. When you start talking about Margaret Sanger. And the eugenics movement in America. Why? To wipe out. To destroy. Black people. People of African descent, which is why they she had a pretty friendly relationship with the clan. I think in, in in certain ways she was even too, she was even too radical for the clan. The clan was like, yeah, we don't want them to marry that. Yeah, you know what well, we we don't want them to to marry our daughters or our daughters or anything. We don't want them to have our jobs or anything, but damn, I don't think we should be killing all the niggers. That don't seem right. I, th- I think the eugenists were more radical than the Klan. You know what I'm saying? In, in 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 a way. Now I know a lot of you are gonna gonna, gonna roll your eyes at that, but pff, that's just the impression I get. With such a horrible track record on the issue of race, one would think the Sierra Club would have learned uh, by now to stick with tree-hugging and leave the subject of race well enough. But no, because they need as much attention. They need to make the Sierra Club relevant. The fact of the matter is that nobody gives a rat's ass about the Sierra Club and their tree-hugging. Nobody cares. They are irrelevant, and they have been irrelevant. So what they're doing is they're trying to glom black folks, black people, black people, Brothers, sisters, when you have organizations like the Sierra Club, a progressive environmental um, organization that hasn't done one damn thing for black people in their entire 128-year history, as a matter of fact, just the opposite, now they're coming to you mea culpa because now we are back in the forefront after some after and this is and let's let be real, after some black people get killed, some black people get killed by some white police, and now they're coming. Oh, we're so sorry about what we've done and, and our part and, and, and you ain't done nothing for us, but all you and all you're saying now, yeah, we're so sorry, we're so sorry. So, what are you apologizing for? Your history that we don't know anything about. Why? I think what we have to do is start asking questions. Why? Why? Why now? Oh, to get your name in the news. To be part of. To be part of it. You just want to be part of it. You just want to be out there. You just want to be seen. You don't want to help. You don't give a damn. You never. Did. You. You didn't before. It's part of your history. It's part of your culture. You didn't care before, and you don't care now. Sierra Club. Shame on you. Shame on you. You virtually you virtually singling, singling sons of bitches. Shame on you. So is this, is this our new normal? Is, is this how we're going to play out? My friend, um, Tim Bryce of timbryce.com and Bryce is right. His article on what is the new normal.
0: This is Tim Bryce with my column titled What is the new normal? A good friend of mine recently told me he has given up on sports for the foreseeable future. This was a bit startling as I knew him to be an ardent fan of Major League Baseball, the NFL, the National Hockey League, and various college sports for many years. However, he gave up on the NBA years ago. He contends the interest in sports was beaten out of him by the news media, COVID-19, and the politicizing of sports. He is so disgusted with it. He won't even read the sports section in the local newspaper anymore. It is that bad. Frankly, I couldn't argue with him as there are many such changes happening all around us, which is commonly referred to as the new normal. To take this further, on the highways, there is no cooperation or courtesy, just individualism leading to angst and hostilities on the road. Instead of paying attention to the road, people are more concerned with texting and talking on their smartphones. Consequently, people clog the express lane, the left lane, and weave in and out of traffic or ride the bumper of the car in front of them. Anything to get ahead, not wait your turn. This is the new normal on our roadways. Customer service is a fallacious concept. There is no longer any sense of keeping the customer happy in order to retain the customer's business, which may lead to additional sales. Nobody cares. It's now a matter of processing the sale as fast as possible and let the customer fight afterwards with voicemail, jail, and the Internet. In stores, we now look like hooded thugs. No smiles, no pleasantries, no nothing. The new normal for customer service is look out for number one, meaning the company, leaving the customer to avoid stepping in number two. News is depressing. Many have stopped watching it on television or reading it through official news sources. Not only is a lot of it repetitive, it is predictable as to how it will be interpreted or spun. Consequently, it has lost its integrity and legitimacy. The fact we no longer trust the news is another new normal by which we live by. In our urban areas, gun violence is on the rise, as is thuggish behavior, arson, and looting. In the nation's capital, the rhetoric in Congress is much more visceral and gridlock is commonplace. This, too, is the new normal. Basic courtesy is from a bygone era, such as holding a door open for someone, saying please and thank you, extending a helping hand, and basic charity. All are rapidly fading into the past as evidenced by a dwindling number of places of worship and nonprofit charities. This will only grow worse as schools are closing in observance of Corona-19 and the politics of teachers' unions. Without schools, children will grow more dependent on technology, and their socialization skills will further deteriorate. This, too, is part of the new normal. The Corona-19 virus is causing people to become somewhat introverted. They hide in houses and avoid human contact of any kind. In addition, companies are no longer allowed to conduct business as usual. Not only does this hurt sales, but it also hinders teamwork, as people are now asked to work from home. All of this, of course, affects our socialization skills. In addition to Corona-19, the cause of the new normal is actually based on a combination of several things, such as declining moral values, an irresponsible media, politics, and a reliance on technology to do the thinking for us. Unfortunately, it showcases the negative side of the human spirit, such as hate, jealousy, spite, greed and a disregard for cooperation, courtesy, and respect. The new normal is abnormal to those of us who remember the go-go years of the 20th century. In fact, it is rather depressing. Interestingly, cases of anxiety and depression have been steadily increasing prior to 2020, but I wouldn't be surprised to see its spike in this election year. The new normal is not about something as banal as tattoos, body piercings, orange hair, or vernacular. It is about our ability to socialize effectively, something that is radically declining as we are asked to choose sides in political ideology. It is a callous attitude regarding our fellow human beings and an egocentric view of our perceived individual importance. Now, the new normal does not include cooperation, sacrifice, teamwork, or friendliness, but rather it involves confrontation, combativeness, ridicule, selfishness, and a sense of entitlement. So, where did this come from? Look no further than the baby boomers who failed at raising their children responsibly, along with the media and far left who have been trying to change our moral values for years. I would like to believe our attitudes will change following the November 3rd election, that we will somehow snap out of it. But I know this simply will not happen. Everything is drifting on the wind. Our choice is rather simple. We either accept the new normal and allow the country to chart a new course, or reject it by saying enough is enough, and take on the task of correcting it. Understand this. It is not so much what the older generation wants to do. It is ultimately up to the younger generation. All the elders can do is offer advice and vote. Friends, keep the faith. This is Tim Bryce in Palm Harbor, Florida. Follow me on the Internet at timbrice.com.
2: All right. well again, thank you ever so much for spending Hang on a second, let me me get this for a second Uh, Again, thank you ever so much for spending some time with us on The Morning Report Uh, The Morning Report is a production of Fightbackmedia.com 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 Go to the website, we have been working hard on it Go to the website, Uh, so until we see you again Go out there and learn something, love somebody And for goodness sakes, y'all take care of yourself We'll see you when we see you, bye bye now
1: Active Care. Active Care is a supplemental health insurance policy that offers protection for covered cancer, heart attack or stroke and a choice of cash benefit options from $10 to $60,000. And with Active Care, the cash is yours to use as you see fit. Active Care is brought to you by Colonial Pen Life Insurance Company and is underwritten by Washington National Insurance Company. Get Active Care for cash, choice and control. Visit colonialpen.com for more information. Choice and control. Visit colonialpen.com for more information. This is a limited benefit policy. This policy has limitations and exclusions. For costs and complete details of coverage, visit colonialpen.com. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring.
2: A laundry? <sighs> Ooh, a book club. <sighs> Computer solitaire, huh?
1: Ah. <sighs> oh.